0: The FT. Egypt recently announced plans to build a new capital in the desert to relieve pressures on Cairo, one of the world's most overcrowded cities. But will Egyptians move there? I put this question to David Sims, urban planner and author of the just-published book Egypt's Desert Dreams, Development or Disaster. You've written a book about Egypt's efforts to build cities in the desert. So you've really studied this very thoroughly. Is failure a question of money, not enough money, to build new cities? Or are there other problems?
1: There are many problems. And if you look at the new towns having built already, Egypt probably has more new towns and a larger new town program than anywhere else in the world. 22 functioning new towns. The problem is they have been designed and built and managed in such a way that in their own terms they have not been a success. The total population of all the new towns in Egypt was about 700,000 people at the last census. And they're talking about there should be 20 million people. So there's a problem of attracting the normal person to go to these new towns.
0: When we know that 19 million people live in Greater Cairo, this figure, less than a million, that's really paltry. Why is it that people don't want to go there? I would imagine that people would like to leave this congested city to go and live in new places.
1: Well, this has to do with how the normal family makes a living in Egypt. There has been consistently a denial of the fact that most Egyptians find it very hard to make ends meet, and the way they do that is by not only having, if they're lucky, a formal job, but they also have informal jobs, and they resort to the informal sector for all sorts of ways of making those ends meet, and you can't do them in the new towns. Why not? There are, there's no informal sector. They don't want it. It is considered not modern. It is considered, even if they would allow it, that as real estate developers will tell you, it's location, location, location. And for these people to move around and be able to make a living in an area where, in these new towns, which are built at such vast scales that you can't even get from one end of a new town to the other. There's no public transport, even if there was. There's no fine fabric of businesses and street vendors and that kind of thing which people need. So that is probably the main reason why the vacancy rates in the new town of public housing, which was built specifically for what they call those of limited income, which is the majority, remain empty. So they build
0: those cities and they are ghost towns?
1: Well, they're not ghost towns. If uh, The ones around Cairo have been successful in attracting Private sector and especially global capital, and as Cairo is, is the engine of Egypt's economic growth, it is inevitable that uh, if you look in 6 of October in New Cairo, you will find an endless number of businesses, company headquarters, schools, uh, those kind of things have been quite successful. So have been some of the gated communities, high-end compounds. But we're talking about meeting a demand of maybe one-tenth of Egypt's population.
0: So when we talk about the millions, the masses, the people who cram in these popular or so-called informal areas Mm. around Cairo, they They can't can't afford
1: it. Well, even if they could afford a house through the social housing program, how are they going to make a living? And I might point out that in Egypt, as of last year, the latest statistics show that In urban Egypt, only 11% of households own a car. So what about the other 89%?
0: They need public transport.
1: They need more than public transport. They need a kind of public transport that is convenient and allows them to move around in various ways, not only for them but their kids and, and for the second job and the third job and the little small enterprises. And that's something they can do very well in the informal areas and they can't do it in the new towns
0: Tell us something about these informal areas. What what exactly is an informal area?
1: The definition is an area or buildings that have been built without a building permit or a subdivision permit. So they're illegal.
0: So that's people building on agricultural land or state land?
1: or Almost always agricultural land, which they buy from the farmer. So they're not squatters at all. And this is one of the things that uh, the result is that over two-thirds of Cairo now lives in these areas and they are absorbing today probably 80% of all the additional population to Cairo. In other words, it is Cairo. So if the state wanted to build
0: a new capital,
1: could it not take
0: account of these issues that you mentioned? Is there a way to relieve the congestion in Cairo, build a new place, wider streets, more modern, without falling into the pitfalls which have sunk the other cities?
1: Well, yeah, but that would take a change of the mindset of the people who plan these cities, who are still what you could call social engineers. They want, you said, wide streets, and they do very wide streets in a desert environment. In other words, you, you would have to change completely not only the uh, norms and regulations, which dictate the plans, but also access to the land and you would have to free it up a lot. Unfortunately, all land in the new towns is managed by one organization, the new Urban Communities Authority, which is a very bureaucratic and opaque organization, which hasn't changed its style for years.
0: But when the land is managed differently, and what would these cities look like?
1: Well... There have been attempts, as a matter of fact. As a matter of fact, you could go back to the 80s and you can see a number of proposals for these kind of things. They would have to be well-located. The problem now is that all the well-located land, which is not 35 or 45 kilometers out of Cairo, have already been gobbled up mostly by high-end real estate ventures. So there's no land left. So,
0: in a way, planning for housing has privilege the rich yes for more downloads go to ft.com forward slash
1: podcasts did you know the capital ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by capital group ceo mike gitlin through the words and experiences of investment professionals you'll discover who was their best mentor What's a mistake they made that changed their approach? And how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc.